Well, welcome to uh, Ryan Spells Podcast. I'm excited to have Christy Pack here today. Um, she is a friend and a neighbor and a, a co-cooperator for some cool things we have going on in our local community. Uh, coming to you from Ogden, Utah, and it's a beautiful day today. So I'm excited to have Christy Pack with me. I'm excited to be here. This is, this is very <laughs> exciting, right? Yeah, it's going to be a cool one. You, I actually am super excited about this one because I feel like you're one of the like most successful entrepreneurs in our area and in a shorter period of time too. So not like you've been around for decades and you have this big, you know, um, you know, following because of that. It's really been in the last six or seven years that uh, you've grown up and created this awesome business. So. It really is. It's, it, it started from scratch. So I know, I mean, obviously there are bigger businesses than us around, you know what I mean? People sure. doing more revenue sure. with more clients than us. But uh, I think what is something super unique about us is the speed at which yeah. we grew from scratch Yeah. and how we got there, you know, intentionally, yeah. but um, it, it was not a slow grow. It was intentional and very fast. And how... I said six or seven years, but I was guessing. How long has it been? Um, 2018. It's 2013. So I, I think. 2023. 2023. <laughs> We've gone back in time. My brain is mush. My brain is mush. No, I did not think I'd be doing this. Back in 2013, this was not where I thought it would be right now. Um, see, we're coming up on year number six. You're so six. we're under okay. six. Yep, we're in indoor. We're in our fifth year coming up on year number six. Wow. So yeah, you've done uh, incredible things. In fact, I remember. I didn't know you at the time, but I remember when you bought the little house yeah. over there that you turned into your office and started transforming it. And it's it's been cool to watch. It's so. well, it's been fun. It's like a total total from scratch endeavor, but like something that like I just yeah. I knew we could do. Yeah, it's like I look back now of like we must have been totally crazy, you know what I mean, to start <laughs> yeah. to do what we did and start when we did. Um, but like we, I just always knew it was going to work. Yeah, and so we just went forward and didn't look back. That's cool. Cried a lot, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I actually love that you said that because um, we did the same thing. You know, started from scratch. It had nothing. Yeah. And we didn't. You know, I actually own part of a franchise too, so that's a completely different experience. But and frankly, way easier. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Than inventing so, it all yourself and figuring it all yourself. Yeah. Oh, you had to come up with all your own systems and figure out every little piece of business, which is really cool. So we'll get into that in a minute, but how about you tell the origin story? How'd you get started? What, what gave you the idea? Sure. Okay. So like, I never thought I'd do taxes and actually don't tell anybody actually who's listening to this. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I've actually never had an accounting class in my entire life. Um, I, that sounded so boring to me. I never in a million years would want to do accounting. Like I looked at friends who took accounting in college and that was like, oh, the worst. Like yeah. that was not what I was going to do ever. I I went to school to be a teacher. Agree, uh, right. Yeah. Like, no, it sounds terrible. Like um, I love teaching. It's like one of my very favorite things. So I went to school to be a teacher, but then I wasn't ready to teach. And I found another passion in college. College and thought I would go work um, more in like the international development angle, um, foreign service angle. And so I went to grad school. This is the track that I was on. Um, and in the meantime, I had started working at my uncle's CPA firm. Um, he didn't really give me an option. He just said, hey, you're coming to work for me tomorrow. Fired his girl because that's how my uncle operates. And I was at work the next day, you know, yeah. just, just answering the phones. And I ended up working at that office. That's part of how I paid for grad school. I stayed there during all grad school, was working and learned to do taxes. Like that's where I learned. I mean, I knew I knew absolutely nothing when I started. Like people would 
I mean, what's a 401k? No idea. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, you know, it's probably like if you walk into H&R Block right now, that was probably the level of knowledge that I had. I was like, I, nothing. You know right. what I mean? I'm just trying to follow the prompts on the screen because I have right. no idea what you're talking about. Um, but he was excellent. He was good. And he had a really cool practice that he had run. And um, was it's in Taylorsville. Taylorsville. And so I ended up working there for a couple of years at the front desk and then, um, and then started preparing taxes. And I stayed 10 years total there. And loved doing taxes and got really, really good at it. Like I, it was, it was so fascinating and interesting to me. And again, like I, even while I'm doing this, I'm going to grad school for something totally different. I did not think I would end up here. I was just having a great time doing this, right. you know, in the meantime. Um, and then total life change happened. I ended up meeting my husband. He's here. His kids are here. The job I had was in DC. We can't do both. And so I ended up turning down my DC job with the government and um, deciding to stay and do tax. So I, I stayed and kept at that same firm doing tax, kind of thinking I'd be at that firm forever. Like I never, yeah. I never dreamed of owning my own business. I never wanted to be like the boss one day. Like <laughs> I actually love being an employee. Yeah. I love just showing up and doing the task like that. I love that. Yeah. Um, simple. Simple. Yep. Simple. I was not, you know, that was never in my radar. I was never in the business club or anything like that. And come to find out, I love business. I love it. Um, anyway, long story short, I started having kids, got married, had a couple kids and where I was working, there was just no flexibility at all. Um, zero. And I bring it up because this really was critical to the decision. Like I never would have left. I would have stayed there forever. I felt so dedicated and attached to this company and to the clients. Like right. I never thought about leaving. Cause they come back every they year. They come back every year. Yeah. You build these relationships. And I felt this uh, need to help my uncle. Like, you know, it was like yeah. all in the family. I was their highest producing person at the time. Like I was doing more than half the revenue for the whole company. I was like, I was like, I'm just going to be here forever. And this is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, but then when I had kids and there was, there was no flexibility and I was really kind of shocked that there was no flexibility, like none, like, under any circumstance. And um, it started to just, you, start, you know what I mean? It starts to get itchy. Uh, you're going, wait a minute. And um, of course, this is the, the, how it usually goes. You get better and better and better and start to yeah. be different. So long story short, I had more kids. I was so dedicated. Like I had my second baby. I literally had the baby on Monday. I was back to work on Thursday with the baby doing taxes. And not wow. because like they made me, but because like it's tax season. I can't, I can't not show up to tax season. You know what right. I mean? So like I just, I felt this dedication. So... Long story short, I eventually asked for more flexibility, but because of my kids, they said absolutely not. And at the same time, they capped my pay because I was way exceeding what they thought I could produce. Well, I can produce a lot. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can go fast. Yeah. I can work hard. You can tell. You talk very yeah, quickly. Yeah, <laughs> right? So they were going to bring my pay lower and no flexibility. And um, that it was just like, okay, I've got to do my own. And um, again, it's like I never thought I would, but it was like, right. if, I, if, if I want this to work for me, I'm just going to do my own. Yeah. And um, my uncle is actually very supportive. He's, he's been great. He's been a great help. Um, but so we just decided it was kind of a last minute decision as far as like, okay, I guess we're going to do yeah. this. And um, we had just honestly just moved into our dream house up in Mountain Green. And I, again, I thought I'd work at this place forever. I would just work for taxes, doing doing taxes two and a half months a year and be home with my kids the rest of the time. And life would right. just be great and right. no problem. And all of a sudden, a huge, huge life shift. Um, because at the same time, my, my, my husband had been involved and owned a company and it like totally revenue stopped. We had huge changes with stuff that was going there. And so like all of our income that he had like disappeared yeah. like overnight. Like, yeah. so it was like major shock. We had just moved into our dream house. My husband, it, it, the equivalent of loses his job, you know sure. what I mean? And what am I going to do now? 
you know, with, with all these pieces. So we had some big choices to make and um, decided to move home to North Ogden. Um, so I could be closer to my family anyway, which is where I want to be. Yeah. And um, we sold our dream house up in Mountain Green, downsized, came to North Ogden and used, it's like we were able to use some cash from that sale to be able to buy the little brick house to turn into the tax office. So it was like, okay, total change of plan. Yeah. We're just going back. You know what I mean? Like we're going to yeah. shift again and um, put everything we have into the tax office. And it was like a huge, again, a huge leap of faith because when we started, like we had no clients. Um, I didn't buy into a practice. I didn't take over somebody's practice. I couldn't take any clients with me. It was, we are going to start from scratch. And I could see other practices and I had stats that I had researched on how fast people had gone or how they gathered clients or what they did. And I had somewhat of a marketing background. Like I I knew what I could offer was great. And I knew people would love it if I could get them to come. Like I I knew, like I knew that Um, we just had to get the people. And so, uh, for example, I have a a separate cousin who has a tax practice and I'd met with him. He's the first place I went to and I decided I was going to leave. It's like, hey, what am I, what do I need to do? (laughs) You know what I mean? What do you wish you would have done? I said, I wish you would have left 10 years earlier. I was okay. Or started my own thing 10 years earlier. And for him, it took him, you know, about 10 years to reach the point where for him, he could bring in revenue of around $200,000 a year. And that's just him, you know, working three months out of the year. With his little practice that he could that he could maintain, I said okay, that's good. Okay, okay, this is a good goal. That'd be a I great goal. That. Yeah. That'd be like an amazing goal and a dream for a stay-at-home mom that I could come work for a few months a year. You know right. what I mean? And support my and provide for my whole family. Um, but when I looked, I was like, man, but I don't want to take ten years. Ten years? I don't want to take ten years to do that. Let's try to do it in five. Could we get? even to that $200,000 mark in five, where right. we actually could pay all the bills, you know, cause that's just revenue. We gotta, you know, we gotta pay for everything and sure. still be able to support yeah. the family. Can we do it in five years? Um, and so f- from the get go, I was like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna pull the trigger. But we, looking back, like we, when we opened the office, I had a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a four-month-old. Like, and that's when we opened our doors. Yeah. I mean, just like totally insane. Um, and we took every penny that we had. I mean, it was, yeah. Every penny, like absolutely everything that I had saved in any account ever, anywhere, cashed out. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like, okay, we're, it's a call. It's a call for everything. All your chips are in. All the chips are in. Because again, I didn't want to go slow. And I knew that if I wanted to grow fast, money had to go to marketing. Like it had to go to marketing. I mean, yes, I have a great product. I'm a great person and people would love it. And eventually over time, that word would get out. For sure. Or coming in my, even my very first year, I could spend $20,000 in marketing and jump five years ahead. Right. So I was like, okay, well that's, that's what we're going to do. And so made that commitment. And really the first year, the second year, even the third year, all of the money that's coming into the practice, I'm just turning right back around and putting into building it into marketing, 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 marketing. Because again, I, it was for me, it was always, it wasn't even the revenue was I need clients. How do I get to this number of clients? How do I, it took my cousin 10 years to get to a thousand clients. I don't want to take 10 years. How do I get to a thousand clients? Well, so the first year, again, we we probably spent 20 grand on marketing, 20 grand. We didn't have, you know what I mean? It's like, it's scary, scary. You know, not only did we spend all the money, but now all the money's also all maxed out. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we're just, Yeah. yeah. Um, but that first year we, we saw, what was it? 700, right around 700 clients our first year, which is, which is huge for what That's we did awesome. from yeah. scratch. And we have no reviews. Right. We have no, we have no forms. We don't have a website. We don't have anything. Like we had to build yeah. all of the things, but building it intentionally to look like we are already more established than we are. Right. And again, I knew I had the skill, so I wasn't worried about the product we could give, sure. but I have no clients. And I, you know what I mean? I have nothing that looks like I know what I'm doing. 
And so that was the grind, 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 grind. And finally, by like the third tax season, we were able to hire and help start bringing people on to help and to grow. Um, and my mentality had, I had to act like I always knew marketing was where to spend the money. And then I had to have another mental shift like three years in to realize that my team is also where I need to spend my money. And that was really hard because yeah. I thought, well, I'll just work more hours. Right. I will just do more. There's a limit. There's a limit, point. but there's a, no, there's a limit. I'm going to totally lose my mind. <laughs> and then, it, but it's a struggle to be like, man, to hire somebody. That's, that's scary. Cause that's a lot of money and yeah, money and trust, money and trust. And if I want somebody good, I got to pay him good. And I don't feel good not paying somebody good. Anyway, you know what I mean? Like I can't just because if, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you worked for somebody and you felt not treated well, right? like when you're in charge, you're going to treat people well, you know, right. like, it's true. like I just do admit and probably overcompensate even probably, yeah. but like, I'm okay with that because like, I, I just, I want people to love where they work. I want them to yeah. be compensated to their value and I want them to want to stay forever. Right. So then there was a shift of, okay, we're going to invest into our team. Um, and then that's really where I think started taking us to the next level. Cause I could only do so much yeah. me. So then I had to say, okay, I'm now, okay, it takes me three years to actually make any money because I just spent all the money. So I actually haven't made any money. I've been working like crazy for three years and made no money because all right. the money is in the business and I didn't get to take any of the money. It had to just keep going to keep the business alive. Right. So then finally I get to the point where, okay, I might actually make money. Like, and make money, I mean, like maybe the first year, like year four, could I take home $30,000, please? Right. Like, I'm just... Right. Can I keep some of it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. instead of just going in the hole and spend, spend, spending all the money. But that was the time where it's like, okay, we're going to take a jump. And instead of me taking the money, we're going to hire. And so it was like hard because we'd worked. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, it's like you feel it. like you're going backwards. You I'm finally, finally, <laughs> finally going to, it's going to be worth it for all my hard work. Okay, never mind. Let's take that money and give it to somebody else and yeah. invest again in this idea of the future growth that we could have. Yeah. Um, but to return a report, it's like, okay, we just, we just finished our, what, our fifth tax season. And for our fifth tax season, we, by the end of the year, we'll see just under 5,000 clients. Wow. So we went from zero clients to five, well, 5,000 households and businesses. So way more clients than 5,000, but right. actually households and businesses that we do taxes for just under 5,000 this wow. year. Um, and it's been just steady, consistent growth. Like I could, I, it's almost predictable now. We can see how many new clients we're going to get. We're going to see the direction we're going if we just stay doing what we're doing and don't bring on anything else innovative. Right. Um, but it's been incredible. And our, our, our team has grown now during tax time. We're usually at 23 or 24 employees full time wow. um, during during tax time. Then after tax time, we, we drop back down. But it's been fun to finally on this end, catch a breath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be like, oh my gosh, we were so insane and we really did risk so much and worked so hard. Yeah. But now we've developed systems and a product that hopefully, well, we know we can expand it now. Because I look backwards, like last year, I was so afraid. Well, always, I was so afraid of somebody else doing the taxes because I'm so good and clients love me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. and then I'm so afraid, can like, turn that over? No, who's, they're just going to mess it up, that everyone's going to be mad, <laughs> that everyone's going to leave, and everything I built is going to be gone because everybody's right. so mad, you know? When actually, no, like, I look back, like, we have over 1,500 five-star reviews. This last tax season that we did almost 5,000 returns, I did about 10% of those. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That means 90% is being done by super capable staff members. Right. You know, like, I've hired the smartest CPAs I know. You know right. what I mean? To come and work, yeah. you know, and who are better than me, which is fantastic because they, awesome. they really are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and people are happy. So yeah. I'm learning that I can grow it without being tied to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, 
anyway, so that that's that's just starting scary. Marketing, a ton of money scary. Hiring the yeah. team, a ton of money scary. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see what goes from here and how we want to expand yeah. it because that'll be a whole new chapter as well. I feel like we've got, we get one step down. Okay. And then, you know, we got to go learn something new for what the next part for is. Sure. But anyway, that's, that's how we, that's how we got here. But like that, it's not normal growth. Yeah. Like you even look at like, take, for example, there's a CPA firm downtown Ogden, traditional CPA firm, you know, they have um, a handful of CPAs on staff and then a staff of like 20 during tax season. That's kind yeah. of a normal size firm. They're probably doing around 3000 tax returns a year. Wow. That's kind of a normal yeah. for a small firm. Like our outlook is different. Our target demographic is different mm -hmm. than what everybody's going for. So we were also very intentional of like, I know who my market is. Right. And you know what I mean? Staying in my lane so, so that I feel like I have no competition. Right. Like I work with a ton of great CPAs at great CPA firms. They're not my competition. Right. Actually, they're a great fit for some clients that aren't our fit. Right. You know, so like we've found a little niche of people that I think are being underserved and we're just going to keep running in that direction. Yeah. Which I think has really helped. So I, I don't feel the competition. You know, I just see a yeah. giant market of people that we can help. So um, how many do you have year round? How many staff? Um, right now, uh, the equivalent of three full time, but really one admin full time. And then there's three of us that work part time actually doing the tax work. And then how long is the tax season? What is that? Ja uh, you months? know, we start seeing clients the last week of January. We end by April 15th. We've got 13 good weeks. So that's another wow. thing when you look at, you know, it, truly like the revenue that we're trying to generate, like this year, we're, we're, we're over a million dollars this year. Great. Year number five. Right. We didn't hit 200,000. We're probably going to hit 1.2. Yeah. Fantastic. When did we have to earn that? In 13 weeks, right. you know, we earn a teeny right. little bit the rest of the year, but mostly the rest of the year we're, we're fixing stuff and we're, we're doing a ton of work that doesn't right. generate revenue. Right. So when we're talking about growing from $0 a year to how do I get to 1.2 million, it's not really in a year. It's, it's in the first four months, really 13 weeks. Yeah. How do we fit that in, in a sustainable way? So, so are a lot of your preparers, um, your part-time thing for them, cause you're not doing year-round right no taxes nope very often you're doing people yep so your window is tiny so what did that look like for most of them that are just temporary it looks like this they make more money working for me for 14 weeks than they do working for the big cpa firms for a whole year wow and they're way happier yeah. now that means that i take home a smaller share sure than i would if i owned a traditional cpa firm and was the partner and making all the money right. but i'm happy to share yeah like i'm happy to share, because again, I, I don't know how it is. I left a CPA firm, you know, like if I want people to stay and not just go do their own thing right. or go back to a traditional job, I've got to pay them enough. So that's always been my goals. Like I, I, I'm, and I'm happy to, I take home less so that the people that work for me really can be the very best and they're thrilled to be there. Yeah. Like they, they and left they their jobs. Yep. Very hard during those. Oh, we're very hard. Oh yeah. Very we, all, hard. we know like this is the chance, this yeah. is the chance to make money. So, but it's nice too, because then we don't have to babysit people. It's yeah. not like. Did you clock in? I don't know who was the first one to get here and the last one to leave. It's like, if you want to make more money, you show up and work more hours. Yep. And if you don't, that's fine. Like we don't babysit anybody. We give um, all of our preparers like complete flexibility in their schedules. Yeah. I don't set their schedules. They get to set their schedules. If they want to work a hundred hours, they could work a hundred hours. If they want to work 30, they could work 30. Um, we've got lots of ours. Well, everybody has kids. All of our preparers have kids. Some very small kids. Yeah. Um, some have had kids while we've been here. You know, yeah. Kennedy, who I love, who we, who we hired, she was our second hire. It was so funny, not funny. She was having her first baby and 
so her friend came and connected the two of us because she said, my friends, she, you know, she works at the CPA firm. She's got a master's in accounting and she's nervous to tell her boss that she's having a baby. I said, well, that's a big red flag. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be scared to tell your boss right. that you're having a baby. Um, so Kennedy has come to work with us and, and she's just amazing. Like I just, we value families. Like we, and we're just kind of real. Like we know that we have families. We know that we have kids. We also want to help our clients, but like there has to be a balance. Right. And unless it's like an extreme emergency, our families are always going to come first. Right. You know, so. And it, and it takes, it takes people to run businesses. You have to have people doing yes. these things, right? With yeah. lives and with people in their Yeah, because like, that's who we want, though. We want people with we lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. that are... Not just drones or yeah. robots. And I think that's what you'll find, too, in our staff. Is like it, we're not... And people comment this a lot. We're not the typical CPA from the yeah. typical accountant. Like, we, we have a little... We show a little more personality. You, you know, know, like we're more approachable from an yeah. outside looking in. Yeah. And we're, and we're trying to be. We don't want to make people feel stupid. Yeah. We want to help you know what we know yeah. that could help you. I think that's one of my favorite parts about entrepreneurs in general. Not all of them fit the bill, but there is something about someone who wants to build. Yeah. They'll sacrifice to build. They'll step over, uh, you know, a dime to pick up a penny because they're like, this will be better for our business. This will be better for our people. And when you have that kind of vision, I think that's how you build for the long term, which is awesome. That's cool. When it, that reminded me of, you know, our, the first person we hired, his name is Matt. And he was working at a financial firm for somebody that we work together with a lot, um, but not loving it there. Like it wasn't the best fit in finance. This is a much better fit for him within finance. And oh, he's so wonderful. But um, and so we hired him and I was you know, so scared and I knew I couldn't he wasn't making right then, but eventually he would make, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause this guy is not going to like 50 grand is not going to pay this guy forever. Right. He's going places. You know right. what I mean? Like it's, he's getting, he's going to need to be making a whole lot more money. But in working with him as he's grown and his skills have grown, we've been able to pass him so many opportunities to make more money. And I'll tell this to all my staff. Like my attitude really is like that. We are, we work together as a team. And if you want to make more money, we will find a way to make you more money. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Like, you know, if any of us, whoever the wants to make more money, there. we will, yep, we can, yeah. we have so many connections and resources and things that we could do. Yeah. Let's find a way. You don't need to go anywhere else. You could stay awesome. here forever. I will help you make whatever money you want to make. Yeah. We'll help facilitate that for you. Very cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a superpower, I think. I mean, well, that's a, it's fun. It's How fun. fun to help people succeed yeah. like that. I never thought about that because, again, I never thought I'd be a business owner. I didn't think about what it'd be like to have employees, but to have employees, and to help them do awesome. I know. Like that's exciting. Like yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing and it's 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 thrilling. Yeah, that's cool. So, I want to um I want to talk about marketing a little more because you clearly and I'm going to I'm going to talk about what I've seen from the outside looking in, but then I want you to fill in the the holes, right? Okay. Where I where I miss, but a lot of business owners so I spent a lot of my time educating because we sell marketing with connection media. And I'm like, businesses, a lot of times there's two types. There's the ones that come in. Like when I tell people we bought this roof max uh, dealership, you're, you know, yeah, you, you do a lot it. of networking with my son and you know, we spent $45,000 the first year marketing. <gasps> yeah. And, and that's like when you're like, not making money. So to spend money in marketing when you're not making money is terrifying. Like it's scary. And it blows people. People are like, how in the world? I mean, I'm grateful that we had the ability to do that. And we, like, I have taken no money out of Roof Max even from the start. We're at two years now because every penny that comes in, I'm like, let's do this. Yep. Let's do that. Let's market yep. it. And I've seen that. How fast we want to grow. How fast we want to grow. Well. 
you had a different mindset. So from the outside, I think you had a creative name and you, you know, it happened to be your last name, Pack, goes with tax really well, Pack Tax, but you have this check mark, which is done, right? Mm -hmm. You used orange and white, which stands out in a, in a world that uses red and blue and green. You picked an, a, a less common color, right? You mm -hmm. take that orange, which is very bright, stands out. And then you, and you've been involved in a lot of things, right? You get involved, you're part of all of the community things that happen. You focus very heavily on North Ogden, which is a growing and vibrant community, which is really great. But as you've gone, like your reach has gone much wider than that, you know, but you happen to be located in North Ogden. And North Ogden's interesting because we're the end of the road, right? Yeah. You don't go through North Ogden to get anywhere unless you're going to the mountain right no, there, you know, yeah. it's the end of the road. So, so it's an interesting place to market to, but that's what I've watched from the outside is you've been very involved in the community. Your family is, is uh, notable, right? You have notable family, but I, I haven't known, like, I don't feel like that's the reason for any of your no. marketing success, partially because your last name doesn't match. Doesn't right? match. Cause, yeah. Cause yeah. You're female, so it, it ends up being interesting, but I see that from the outside, like you made the decision to be very outreaching. You marketed that you've used our, you know, our tools at Connection Publishing and you've done other things that way. So, but tell me from your end, where did some of that, like, like if I start a business, you would expect me to spend quite a bit on marketing because that's my whole life, right? Yes. I think yeah. and talk about marketing all the time. Well, you know, <laughs> and I know what it takes and I know that it's not cheap and I'm not, I don't blink an eye when someone says that's a thousand a month. I'm like, all right, well, what does it do? Who does yeah. it go to? What's it for? And I can, I can literally see that and then apply if it's going to work for me or not. Yeah. Not everybody sees that. So I'd like to hear your version of the process, the branding, and then how you got yourself to say, okay, we're going to spend this much a month. We're going to do these kinds of investments because it's obviously a big expense for you. Um, right. And like, and again, this is intentional from the beginning because you have like, pick any job. Okay. Maybe I'm a hairstylist or maybe I'm a realtor or maybe I'm an insurance agent. I can just start gathering clients around me and through referral, gather clients. And eventually over years, years I can have a really solid little business. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that, that's one way to do it. Being like, I didn't, I didn't want to wait, but I couldn't wait. Like we had no income coming in. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I can't wait 20 years for my hobby to turn into a business that then could fund us. You know what I mean? Right. Like there was no money coming into our family, you know, right. like we, we needed to go faster than that. Um, so I, and I, I knew like I'd, I had a great mentor who's since passed away, who was just a marketing genius. And I worked with her as her assistant for like two years, um, outside of tax season when I was yeah. working at the other firm. Cause yeah. I, cause I was not making enough of that firm yeah. <laughs> to survive the whole year. I had to go get a job. you know, like, there was, that was not happening there. Yeah. Cause again, that's not normal. Um, yeah. But I, I learned great, great things about this woman who had built multiple multi-million dollar businesses. Some had failed and she'd rebuilt something else. And just having this attitude of a vision and that things could work. But she was so into marketing. Marketing was like everything for her. Like she just would not stop talking about marketing. It was all marketing. But it really got drained, like drilled into my head and I could see it because luckily I was spending her money, which was nice, and seeing campaigns work. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you like seeing campaigns not work, seeing some things work. You know right. what I mean? And it it changed my view on money, which also so did doing taxes. Because right. all of a sudden I'm seeing everybody's money and I'm seeing everybody's money and all these people who are equally smart and equally capable making vastly different amounts of money. Right. Um, it just gets your head turning about, is there, are there different ways to do things? What is somebody right. doing different than somebody else 
that's creating a giant gap yeah. in where they're ending up in certain metrics, right? Um, so I, I knew we'd have to do marketing so much. Um, and I like if that was the, the first thing we did was start uh, first was starting with branding. Like that was this, yeah. the first thing we did with anything was branding. And I wanted everything as much as we could in my office, every piece of mail, every piece of paper that someone, a client got to look as if we were a franchise. Right. Like we're not a franchise, but people are, are you guys franchise? No, we're not a franchise. Like, but I wanted to look like that. Great. That means right. it looks like maybe we have our act together. I, yeah. We didn't just make this up and here's my little piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to, I'll, I'll send it to you. You're like, no, like we wanted to look like we were together yeah. way more together than we were at the time. As far, <laughs> as far as the systems go, like again, the product, sure. the product we were great at yeah. how to package it and do all the other stuff around it and get people to come in. That's the, that was the, the challenge. Um, so we did branding first, right? All branding, 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 and love to pick orange. Um, <laughs> my cousin also started using orange before us. It's a great color. And, um, <laughs> The, the main reason orange is that people pay attention to it. And I, what I really wanted is I wanted people to open their dang mail. And if I send you something and it's bright orange, you are more likely to open it than if I send you something and it's white. True. Just like if I put a funky stamp on slightly crooked and I handwrite something, you're more likely to open it than right. you will if it just looks like the big machine just spat it out. Like I know these things. True. And so, and re you know, reading lots of things. Um, so orange, orange, orange. We wanted to stand out like, I don't like orange. Like, I mean, it's great. It's good energy color. But like, I don't have any orange in my house. Right. I don't think I have any orange in my wardrobe. But like everything that you'll see at our office, orange, orange walls, orange this, orange envelopes. Yeah. Everything's orange. You know I've what I mean? There. Yeah, you've been orange. there. It's orange. But like, <laughs> we wanted to be memorable. And I know from marketing, like, you have to have so many hits. People have to see you so many times before they'll trust you and think about using right. you maybe over years. So I wanted people to remember. So like, even when it was time to, to do our sign, um, we, and I, I was looking for a spot where I knew I wanted street traffic. I knew I wanted a sign in a place that people could see it. And then I went to the city as we're zoning everything. And I did, the max size the sign could be, that was a sign. That's what you did. Like I said, how big can it be? Great. And that's how we designed our sign, as, yeah. as big as it could possibly be. And the day they put it in, I remember, like, I was so embarrassed, like, shamefully embarrassed because it looked so giant. I was just embarrassed coming in. It's like, what have I done? Like, it's just like, now it looks great. Now it's normal. Yeah. Now it doesn't it stick out. Now, it's part yeah. It's part of the environment. But like well, at the time, I was like. residential at the time. Yeah. And that's all changed and become yeah. a commercial. But like, there's giant orange <laughs> signs coming in. I was like, oh, gosh. Um, but again, it's like, okay, we're looking for the long run. Um, and then looking at marketing, I think something that really helped me let go of the idea of, can I spend this money on marketing? Okay, what helped me the most, I think, was being really clear about what metrics I was using for my goal. So for me, my goal was the number of tax returns I could file. It wasn't how much revenue, it wasn't how much money. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it didn't matter about that. Like even, and even the first year, oh my gosh, we had some some tax returns we did for so cheap. Like just because yeah. people were like, oh, my guy did it for 25 bucks. Will you do it for 25 bucks? Yes, come in. Like it just, because right. at the time it was like, because what was my goal? Number of tax Number returns. Of tax returns. It wasn't money. It wasn't this. Like some lady, I swear she had no money. She brought me some Tupperware. Okay, great. She brought me Tupperware. Okay, fine. <laughs> but guess what? That lady has friends and family. Like I knew at this stage right. in the game, it wasn't about my price. It wasn't about how much revenue I'm bringing in. It was 100% about how many clients come in, how many tax returns I do. So that was the metric I focused on. Had how many I, did you do your first year? 700, right around 700. 700. Oh, Seven, you said that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. So, but like, but that's, and that's a lot. That's huge, yeah. But had I, I think had I thought about money, if I, I've got to make this much money because my family needs this much money to pay their bills or I need this much money to do this, I would have been way more hesitant to spend $20,000 on marketing. Okay. But instead I said, well, it, you know, I want clients. 
you know, if I want to, I think the first year is like, can I get 500 clients? This first year, 500 clients. Would I be willing to pay $20,000 in marketing right now to have 500 clients through the door? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I know that that client is worth so much more than just this one year. My clients are repeat clients. Right. So even if I had to spend $150 to get the client to come through the door and they pay me $150 and I really lost money by the time we put all the stuff into it, right. they're going to come for years. They're going to refer their friends and family for years. That's an investment. Got so it. by focusing on just, again, not the money, the, I think it would have made my stuff go backwards, but focusing on my goal was just the number of tax returns. So then it was just a trade. Well, how many tax returns can I buy for $20,000 of marketing? Right. Great. And then the more we could spend on marketing, the more tax returns we're going to do. Yeah. So how cool. how fast we want to grow this metric will determine how much cash here yeah. we're going we're gonna to put in that will translate, you know, to actual clients. Yeah. I love it. One of the things you said earlier, too, was um, you knew who your target was. And I always define that as your who, right? Yeah. Who's your who? Who are you talking to? What's their why for doing business with you? Uh, we focus in the business world on our why, which is why we do what we do. But I always ask, well, why does your client like doing business with you? Because yeah. that's your marketing. And then when you're picking places to market, you pick them based on where your who spends mm -hmm. their time and why they would do business with you, which I love your, um, your approach right now, which is the highest rated tax nerds in Utah, yeah. right? And you do have incredible ratings and you do, you know, your customer service obviously is very good because people love it and they're they're happy with you. But it's just such a powerful thing to say. We're the highest rated tax nerds in Utah, right? Yep. Why would you do business with anyone else? Yep. We're the ones. And your primary client are, you know, traditional, have a job, get their tax, you know, get their W-2, do their taxes. And that's your, you have some outside of that, you know, but of course that's your, your primary clientele and that's who you focused really well on, which is kind of cool. Well, and it was a, a market that was severely underserved yeah. that you'd think that they wouldn't be, but like no big CA, CPA firms with their big pricing is going more towards businesses, estates, wealthy individuals right. who it's actually helpful for them to spend three or $4,000 a year to do all their tax stuff right. like that. And, it, and everybody wins. Or you have a super low income crowd that's going to H&R Block that's spending five or $600 doing their taxes because they don't know any better. Right. They don't know that they're paying more. You know what I mean? Too much. Right? Too much. And so by just focusing on just normal people with reasonable pricing, but providing a product that they are so thrilled with, they'd come back forever. And it's not just the one time I had that one hard thing, so I'll pay someone. It's like, no, this is a reasonable expense. Like right. I would pay this. Right. If, and if I would pay this, so would my friends and family. And it's way better than TurboTax and almost the same price. Right. It was like nobody was competing at that price point for this same market. Do you want to hear a funny piece from the outside? Yes. I referred one of my employees to you. I'm not going to out whoever it is. Uh, I referred an employee to you. Had always, she and her husband, I would say kind of cheap, right? They just, they want to keep it to themselves yeah. and they do it themselves. Well, right? I do my own taxes. I can get that. Like, yeah, they do their own know. taxes. They don't want to spend any money yeah. on it. They don't want to pay anybody. They can figure it out. Smart, educated people, yeah. right? They can do it. I don't know if they were using TurboTax or whatever. So she had a tax problem. So she comes and I was like, we well, call Christy, you know, call her and ask her what, what to do. And so she did. She came in, you did her taxes. And afterwards I was like, how'd it go? And she's like, uh, it was really good. She's like, I think I might just do that every year. That was so much easier than doing it myself. And I was like, that's awesome. Just, it is, right? It's it easier is. to have someone do it and take that little piece off your to-do list and be like, I have packed tax to my taxes. Yeah. And it's easier. And I think that's like 
uh, I love our industry. Like retention's high. Like if we yeah. will, because well, the bar is also very low. Like the standard of the service people are getting <laughs> at a national chain or even at a lot of big CPA firms isn't great. Oh, it's not. And it's expensive. And yeah. so, gosh, if we can come and offer a great product at not super expensive, right? Who are we competing with? Right. Um. You know, we're we're killing H and R Block. We're going to kill the CPA firms of the people that we want. Right. You know what I mean? That our 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 demographic because they don't really fit there and it's right. overpriced there. Um. <laughs> It's, it's because I, 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 I want things to be a win for clients because I want the clients to always come back. Yeah. So I can't hose clients. Right. You know, we have to fix our mistakes. We have to keep our pricing reasonable because we want people forever. Right. So I'm very aware of that. And I think that's made it so that clients feel comfortable. They know we're not going to take advantage of them because it's not just like we're going to take your money right now and then good luck right. next time. It's like, no, we, we're going to charge reasonably. And if we make mistakes, which we sometimes do, everybody does, sure. oh, we're going to be so good at fixing them and we're going to yeah. make it so that you don't have any problems with it. You know, like we're yeah. taking care of people so that they come back. Even if we had made a mistake, we want them to come back. You know, we want yeah. we want it to be a good deal, something we can be proud of. There's such wisdom in that. And it's it's cool that you have that. You know, I, I read a lot about Jeff Bezos and starting Amazon. And he said, we're going to be the world's first customer centric company. And truthfully, the CPA way of doing business is very CPA oriented. Mm -hmm. We do it this way. You have to fit our mm -hmm. mold and this is who we work with. And in your approach, you're like, you're our way of doing business. We're going to mold ourselves to what you need to do something good, something important, something that's needed, but we're going to do it in your way. You're number one. We're going to do what we can to help you. And I think that that's pretty unique and that's pretty cool that you do that. And I, I talk about it all the time. I don't know that we accomplish it, but I want to. We're working on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice now to be the point again, like the first year is like, man, that one guy that just insisted he was not paying more than 25 bucks. Okay, we'll do it for 25 bucks. Okay, we don't do that anymore. Like, you know, like yeah. we, we also have to have boundaries and be reasonable, but <laughs> yeah. but it's nice now because now, you know, we, we have enough experience and breadth, right? That we can say like, it has to be a win-win situation. Right. We only want clients that want to be here and want to work with us right. and vice versa. If somebody doesn't like us or our style or whatever it is about us you don't like, like our feelings aren't hurt. Right. We're also not mad. Right. We're happy to point you in a different direction or to help facilitate that. We're not going to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we only want people that want to be here and some people would not like us. We're not going to be fancy enough or we're not, you know, we're not going to be the, the fit that they're comfortable with. But there's this huge group that feels so comfortable with yeah. us. That's what we're looking for. We're, everybody's happy. They're happy. They came with the service, the price. We're happy to work with them because they're lovely. You know what I mean? Like right. we work together. Nobody on either end is taking advantage of the other person. Yeah. I love it. That's great. So I want to um, move into a different area. I want to talk about the systems because you've had to create systems within your company. You started from scratch. This is something that I value a lot. And it's interesting because right now we're in the middle of a breakdown of one of our primary systems. And it's because the software company mm. who we worked with, have been working with for five years, has changed their quote policy. Anytime I hear a company say, we have a new policy, it means we need more money. That's yeah. what it really means. And they've changed their policy to where we've had these internal users, which are our employees that operate in the system and we pay for them, but the external um, were just external accounts that didn't have to pay. And they, like, for example, we work with a lot of cities. So city employees who submit articles that will go into our publications um, can 
go in and operate. Mm -hmm. They just submit things and that Easy. comes into our system yep. and we use it, right? We, we get it to our internal people and we can use it. Well, um, they've changed their mind and they're like, no more external accounts. Oh, they want, external, they want to charge you like their users? You only. Oh. So our, our software bill would go up about seven or eight times. No, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, they're forcing us out of their system, which they could have just said, we need more money, or they could have just said, we don't want to work with little companies like you anymore. Yeah. But instead, they're like, here's our new policy. And they gave us 30 days to get our act together. No, they just priced you out. They right. said, that's it. Yeah. And so really frustrating and challenging. And we're in the middle of it. And that our, a lot of our system was built around the software mm -hmm. and how it works. Um, but I'd love to hear, because I know when you have incredible growth like you've had, you have to develop systems, systems for intake, systems for customer service, systems for, you know, how to get the things done right. You know, how to, I'm sure there's software that you've been able to use, but I want to hear more about the human systems and the things that you've established as you've grown and experienced those growing pains. Well, and it, it kind of, again, initially it was just me. So like, well, I'm the system, you know what I mean? Like, right. or maybe I'm a little front desk helper, but like yeah. I can just manage everything on my own spreadsheet and, and we're fine. We, of course, we use a software to prepare the taxes, but I just want to say thank you to any client that's still here because <laughs> we're, we're learning and people say, oh, how's business going? Oh, we're learning. Yeah. You know, we're learning so much. And a lot of that learning comes with systems because our systems keep having to change as as our growth changes and our problems change. So from the beginning where it was like, okay, we're just going to have little checklists and a spreadsheet and that's going to handle things to that doesn't work right. with 5,000 clients right. and a staff of 20, right. you know? Okay. So we've, we've had to develop in like the first poor, poor clients, the first few years, we kept even like the external software we were trying to use to communicate with, there's not one that does everything I love. Right. And so we've bounced around, which is incredibly inconvenient for clients yeah. because their stuff's in different places. You know what right. I mean? Because we, because one was terrible. We tried this and then they, they then the software changed. They sold out to a different company and totally right. changed. And now it's not what we want anymore. So we had a lot of hiccups trying to find the software that can help us manage everything. And I know there are some out there that say they do everything, but like I'm so particular in certain things. Yeah. There isn't one that does this each piece the way I want it done. So right. now what we have is we have an internal system that manages many different softwares to pick the piece that we want. So for like example, we have the, the how we do our scheduling is a certain software and how we take our payments is a certain software. Now, luckily those two now can be together, but for a long time they weren't because right. I wanted the best of the pieces Right. So my system, you know, so, so I, had to, right. I had to piece it together. And even now, like we same thing with our phone system, we've changed it four times so till we, systems. yep, till we found the way we wanted it, how we get our reviews. We've, you know, like that's a separate system because I don't want to use the one that's in the one I'm already paying for because it's terrible. Right. I want to use the very best one that will get me the one. So we've pieced everything together. And during this time, I've been vocal to the companies that were using about feedback, yeah. but you guys, you are so much worse than this company. Like you're awesome. But if you just fix these three things, yeah. You, we wouldn't have to go over and use this other software as well. You know, right. uh, you know, so we've been trying to get feedback for a lot of things like that. So we've streamlined a little bit more. So instead of seven different things, we probably now have three or four that we're still managing. Um, but the systems are the, the, like the software system, but the, with people, right? Like, so we've, we've, I want to manage by checklist. Like you read that book. I mean, you heard, read that book, man. It's called checklist, man, checklist. It's all about a checklist. Okay. It's really good. It's all about, it's all about a checklist. You manage your whole, everything with checklist. Everybody has a checklist. That's how you can manage everything, every task. So yes, kind of, we try to do that. 
But um, we do have certain checklists and repetition is our system and built into our system. Like I want the scripting to be exact. Mm -hmm. I want the exact order that we operate of every single thing to be the exact same every time. So that, Ryan, if you came in and I did your taxes or you came in and Matt did his taxes, the exact same things same happened process. in the exact same things in same order. And even like this past year, we, we redid all of our offices so that they were the exact same. So that whoever's sitting wherever, like the stapler's right there and the paper that you need's right there, like... We want things to be <laughs> almost, yeah. Almost. We, want, we want things uniform so that we can just follow it because we have so many moving pieces with taxes. It's so easy to make a mistake because yeah. we are taking so much data and trying to put it into the one right answer. So if we can take the actual process of what we're doing and make so we don't have to think about it because we ask mm -hmm. the exact same questions in the exact same order and we print the exact same thing at the exact same time and you know, like. It's, yeah. it's like a dance. It's choreographed, right? And so yeah. that when we're meeting with a client, what we're doing is totally choreographed so that we can focus on them and their information and producing the right result. So awesome. but that means we've got to script and systemize and checklist and choreograph everything that's happening. So people come and get their taxes done. We'll talk for 20 minutes. I will have done so many things while we're talking. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's like serious. If they could just like... So much is happening while we're talking, but now it's like memory. Right. All the buttons that I'm pushing, all the things that I'm right. doing, like what I'm producing, and we're able to do it so much faster yeah. than a lot of other firms because we're following this very strict dance. And that also is what helps keep our prices down. Right. We can meet with you for half an hour instead of two hours. Right. Well, great. Then I don't have to charge you four times as much because we can right. do way more volume in the same amount of time. So, but it's been... It's ever changing our systems with people with and with our employees. Like we're constantly changing and evolving because, like, I want everybody on our staff to not be babysat. I want them to feel like they have authority in their given little area. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they're empowered to do things. But with that, sometimes comes that well, if you don't have a system in place, people will just make a decision because we're empowering them to make decisions, sure. which sometimes it's the right one and sometimes it's not. Right. So it's a constant battle of yes, please innovate. Please think of a solution to this. Don't come to me for find a solution. What's the solution? But then if it's not the right solution, that's where we're flagged to go build it into the system of now we know exactly how to handle this exact same thing every single time. So our, 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 our next thing that we're building the system for is dealing with all of the IRS letters. In the past, we could just deal with them. A letter came. Right. They email it to us. We fix it. We send it. But now the volume's so great as our client base grows that doesn't work. Even an Excel spreadsheet doesn't work. Right. Like it's too, it's too much. We start dropping things. So, okay. So, okay. We need a system. We need, and we're going to use this, another piece of software for that. That's separate from our tax software because our tax software won't do it yeah. to help us track those. So it's just, like I said, we're just learning. We just keep learning yeah. and re awesome. reinventing the systems, but insisting on the system. And like, and that's something we don't babysit people, but like you also have to do it the way we want it done. Yeah. Like that's also the only way it's going to work is if you, if you do it in the parameters of how we want it done. That's awesome. Yeah, we um, we always say if it's not in Podio, which now has to change, but if it's not in Podio, it didn't happen. Yeah. For my sales team, that's really important because they don't want to take notes when they're out talking to someone. But what happens when one sales rep meets you at one meeting and you go to another meeting and another sales rep meets you the same day and you would be surprised how often this happens. And I'm like, well, if you didn't put it in Podio, you don't have any claim. No. Like I can't prove one way or another who saw who first or whatever, you know? So it's really challenging, but that's a, you know, use the system. Well, and that's like one of our systems for like, 
Okay, so you got to prepare the taxes, right? So we've gone through all the stuff to prepare it. Then you got to file it and make sure it's filed and accepted and all the things are okay right. after long after the person leaves and is paid. And we were having some problems of missing some and some didn't get filed because there's so many, like we'll do we'll do a, a 150 a day sometimes, you know, right. like we're doing a lot. Like how do we make sure we're not missing something? And so we built into our system that, you know, in order to get paid for anything, we have a giant master list. It has to be filed and accepted. And that's where we pull how we're paying people from for our preparers. So like it shifted the incentive to completely to the preparers of this is how you make money, yeah. but it, you had to get your paper in the right box. And if you didn't right. get the paper in the right box, which is easy to do because there's a lot going on, right. you never got paid for that. Right. So, you know what I mean? So finding ways to shift the responsibility to the person so that they want to do it, not just right. they have to do it, but you know what I mean? But like, yeah. it's in their best interest to follow the system. So, um, like, like with the lead, well, right. do you want that lead to be your lead? Put it in podio. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to tell you besides that. Like, oof. so, um, have you looked much at work workflow automations within the system, within the software systems that you have? Um, a little bit. But again, this is this is where I'm weak, and this is where I want to find someone to come in and make it all so pretty. But every time I've tried to do that, I've just messed up up and gone back to where I was. You so, know what I mean? Because yeah. like my little my one software does says they do it, not really. Right. And this other one says they do it, but not all the things. But right. I know that that's a piece that we're weak at. That if we're going to keep growing, we've got to have. Some become a workflow automation master and go mm -hmm. businesses and help them do that. Because I'm sure they struggle with what we struggle with. It's like you have all these different products that yeah. do great things. Yeah. But it's not all cohesive. Or they say, no, no, it is cohesive. So now here's here's the giant cohesive what I'm going to sell you that has everything. But it's not the best of everything. Right. And so then it's like. It's hard. And, and we've complexified our business this year because we've had to add in a bunch of products. And some things we're great at delivering on and other things I'm like. Why am I always, I don't have very much hair left, but I'm pulling yeah. it out because it doesn't flow right. And yeah. we don't know how to make sure we're serving people. Well, I hope like business owners, like don't feel bad. Like we have spent tens of thousands of dollars on software and products that we really hoped would help and that and we put a it. ton of effort into and in the end had to bail on. Yeah. So like, cause we're trying to innovate. We're trying to streamline and sometimes we'll get thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars into the process and it's not the right one. Like, I know. Well, um, Here's, here's an example though of workflow automation that may may help. So we thought through our process and one of the biggest challenges we were facing is because we have five different cities, each magazine is 32 pages. Within each magazine is 25 to 30 advertisers and that many articles. That's each, so many moving parts. Yeah, each has its and own every single month. group of people, mm -hmm. right? Each city is its own group of people, each advertisers its own group of people each articles it's like a writer. how did you find how did you find the software to manage the data and the flow so like did you Odeo, see what other people were doing or you know like yeah so that's a monumental task at first we used trello yeah we used trello the very first two yeah brett actually put me on oh trello. did he yeah, yeah. so it's, he was like use mm -hmm. trello and i was like okay great and it worked great for one magazine it worked okay for two magazines it fell completely apart when we yes three for simpler stuff awesome 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 yeah. As the complexity so, grew. Joseph Kinsella, who's a local guy here, he met me and he's like, well, you should be using Podio. This is the software that's yeah. changing their mind on us. And I was like, it was so foreign to me that I couldn't even grasp it. And when he told me $6,000 is what it would cost for him to customize the system, yeah. he might have well said a, yeah. a million yeah. right, at the point in my business. Because I'm like, no, there's not $6, like, no, there. <laughs> but for uh -huh. some reason in my heart, I knew we needed this. And so he built out this system 
And then over the years, we had to train ourselves on the software because at first it did things well and other things it did terrible. But like, for example, if there's an article that comes in or an ad, like we get your ads in, they come in through the sales rep, the sales rep uploads them to Podio. Okay. They mark it ready to proof. Then a proofreader reads it because we've sent way too many ads out in the magazine that had missed simple misspellings. Easy to do. So or, easy to do. Yeah. So yep. easy to have someone take five minutes that's not involved in it, not yeah. this close to it. A new set of eyes. That says, okay, everything's spelled right. Do you? Sh- are you sure you want this period here? Like, yeah. You don't usually put a period here. Things like that. So we, we got that. And then once they finish it, they click on it and say, all right, mark this ready to insert. Well, that automatically goes then to the designer who's designing the magazine, right? So once the sales rep puts it in, ready to proof, automatically goes to the proofreader. Once the proofreader's done, they, they mark ready to design or ready to insert. Then that goes to the designer. And then we can go to the chart and say, okay, here's all the advertisers that are supposed to be in here. Does the file follow along with it or it the does. files house somewhere else? It does. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It's all part of the project the management okay. system. And then the designer marks it done so when we have a complete magazine we can go back and look at and we do have two different systems to check and balance right so we have one that i call a page map which lays out the magazine just in very simple Mm -hmm. blocks that says okay here's where this ad's going to be here's where this article is going to be and we double check that with this internal system that has a listing or a table that similar to a spreadsheet but it's organized within the magazine and within yeah it gives us that extra piece and then, then we can know we got everybody, right? Or there's things missing on one of these. Why is it missing? You have an ad in Podio, but it's not on the page map. What, which one's right? You know, and then we can go find out the problem. Then we can use that same list and say, okay, who's paid? Because you don't want to run ads that have Because there's also that, right? Oh, right? gosh, yep. So that's, that's helped us a ton. And all of that automation, same thing on the article side. When it gets inserted, they mark ready to proof. Goes to a proofreader automatically. Proofreader takes it, reads it, says this is good, or fixes what they need to fix, and then marks it ready to ready to uh, design. Then a designer gets it. They design it, and then they write mark ready to insert. Mm-hmm. Then the magazine designer takes it, they insert it, and they say done. And you have all these fields already pre there, right? Every project has all the fields, so you can track along the path of where it's supposed to go. Right. So I think you could pretty easily build something. And I'm right in the middle of looking for these solutions, so I'll yeah. share all what I find with yeah. you because they're. There are other options that aren't doing what Podio is changing to, but that have that opportunity. You may not need, Podio may be a good option for you because everybody is internal. Where yes. for me, I have a hundred people that aren't internal. They don't work for me. They're just individuals no. in the city that work at the park. Yeah, no, that'd be like paying me paying per client to upload something. Right. You know, like that, not, no, that. can't do it. Yeah. So with Podio as well, you can have a form, a web form. You send an address to somebody, they click on it, and then they upload their stuff and it ties into their account very easily, which is great. So there's a lot of cool little things I think you could do with automations that would help you just streamline it and make it less about a preparer and more about here's the system. Yes, the just which is that's in. what we want. And so like right now, like when people, when people schedule... If they're scheduling online, like they are not given the option of who to schedule with. They are just put on the schedule. We, right. we want to eventually train. That's where we want to be. Now, if people call us and have a preference, great. We'll put them there. Right. You know, we're not going to say like, no, like you can't. Sure. But, but we want the general system to be whoever you show up with. It's the system and the system is great. And that's how it was at the firm that I worked at for 10 years. There was, it was just whoever was next. That was the person that came in next. You know what yeah. I mean? There weren't appointments as far as like who you're going to meet with, yeah. but your system has to be so good. Is Podio like Zendesk? No, 
I'll show you. It's probably podio. more. It's probably more involved. Yeah, when we have yeah. a second, I'll show you Podio, and it um, it's just a project management software, but it's an empty shell. So to build out Podio, yeah. you have to kind of think about what you want. Yeah, and probably hire a consultant to come build it. And that's like we used Infusionsoft for a while. I don't know if you use Infusionsoft. Yeah, Infusionsoft is a walled garden. Like they've got their way of doing things. Yes. Yeah. Where Podio, there's a little, there has to be some walls, right? Because they have to set up the structure yeah. of the thing. But you build in your own apps. And there's an app store where you can go and say, okay, I need a CRM. Yeah, widget things that are already right. existing. But then you can customize that too. So you can take their base idea and then say, okay, we'll make the app do this. And it's really integrated into what we do. So it's really frustrating that they've done this to us, but it happens, you know, and we'll find something else to well, it's be like, similar. So we have this other software that we use. There's a, a different tax company that I've been involved with that has a different demographic, different clientele. We're working with high-end tax strategies, mostly for physicians that aren't in Utah. Yeah. So I've been working with them for a bit and we're using a very expensive software just for the client management. And it's very expensive, but man, it's awesome. Right. You know what I mean? It's, but It's probably worth it. And I'd love it, that piece, but then I also want it to connect to my software, which the one I use does. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, and my husband's a programmer. Can't he just fix all this for me? <laughs> no, the answer is no. He's not going to build me something and it's not going to fix any of my problems. I'm going to have to figure out how to fix my own problems. Yeah. But I bet he could figure out Podio because I figured it out. I'm, I'm not sure he could, guy. yeah. And then you know how to make things flow each time. That's like, the, thank you to the clients who've put up with us changing systems like since five <laughs> We're trying to find just the best way. We really yeah. are. Like, sorry for the You'll inconvenience. Find You'll find it. You do great. Well, especially with growth, it's like with you, one magazine, not a problem. Right. Two, okay. But the more and more that grows, it's like, wait a minute. Like, I wrote this in a blog post. I'm like, when it was the third time I had to go apologize to a city, city officials for putting the wrong article yeah. in the wrong magazine. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until it went to print. And somebody's like, why are you writing around the North Ogden Oh, no, seriously. Oh. And I'm like, we should have we should oh. have a series that's just on the goofs that we've made as business owners. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it make people feel so good? Because like you so think good. like you look at somebody with a successful business like, wow, look at you. Yeah. Look at you, Ryan. You have five magazines. <laughs> you have made it. You know exactly what you're doing. You must be. No, it's like, oh, my gosh, we've screwed up so many so times. times. Like, I think it would be interesting. Plus, I will tell you how we dealt with our yeah. screw ups. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like everybody's going to make those mistakes. But like. So true. We could laugh at your mistakes and you could laugh at my mistakes. Oh, some are bad. Yeah. But And a lot of people aren't willing to share those things. When we when we first had North Ogden magazine, one of the ideas we had was publish an embarrassing moment and let people share. Yeah. Well, once we got through all our embarrassing moments, nobody, nobody wanted else to wanted share. to say share. I don't <laughs> like, Okay, me and you telling everything that we've ever done wrong and then nobody else. Nobody. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't want to do it. I don't know. Maybe they would. You never know, so maybe. Bad. Well, um, last question. We've been we've been going for a while. Here, Me and you right? could talk forever because we just we jive, right? Yeah, it's awesome. But if you had someone who is a brand new entrepreneur or thinking about starting a business, what advice would you give them in the very beginning stages? Like, what would you say? Here's your first thing to focus on. Here's here's what to follow this path. What would you do? I would say you need to find a mentor who you're not paying money to that will give you some good sound advice. And that's probably my first stop. And that was my first stop. Um, because you're in marketing, you know this, and I've done a marketing with a million different people in a million different places. You know yeah. what I mean? There's going to be all these things pitched to you of what you should do or how you should do it. And everybody has a spin, but like having a mentor, but who usually what I looked for is who is in my community, not in my field necessarily, but has built a business fast and is doing awesome. I didn't know who that I didn't know that person personally, but I went and met with them and said, you don't know me, but I would just like to pick your brain for half an hour. Tell me how you grew. Yeah. 
because they were able to jump straight to it in my community, what was working for you. Not just in general, this type of advertising or this type of system or this type of people would work, but she was able to say, oh, we did this, this, and this right here in our neighborhood. And that's what's been phenomenal for five years. So that I think helped me focus on where I wanted to then go and spend the money to grow. Like it wasn't just, okay, this looks like it is nice. It was like, no, I've seen somebody and they were able to give me that advice of, of where I should go. Yeah, having that cool. mentor. So you talked to another tax office type. Not even, not even another tax not office. Tax. No, I went to Lindy. I, oh, did, I, to Lindy. I went to Lindy and I didn't know Lindy. Um, she didn't know who I was. Um, does she even still know who I am? I don't know. Um, but like I had seen the way she'd grown as yeah. far as speed. Right. And she went very fast. Very fast and very yeah. big. And right, you know, 100 yards from where I am. Yeah. So and again, I'm not competing with her. I'm not trying to gain her business. I don't I want her as a right. client. That wasn't what I was trying to do. That's cool. I just want to know how, how in our community have you made marketing work? Yeah. And that put me on a good path. So find somebody that's where you want to do business that's being successful in the time frame you want to be successful and pick their brain. It's interesting because you just have to get up the guts to do that. Yeah. Um, one of my mentors is uh, Rhett Long, who was the publisher of the Standard Examiner. At one point, managed 50 magazines and he we got to know each other because they printed some magazines for me at the standard. And then I, uh, when he retired, I called him and I was like, can I take you to lunch? Yeah. You know, you just have to get up the guts yeah. to do that. And I just picked his brain and then he consulted for me for free for like two years. Yeah. And I was like, how much do I should pay you? Like, yeah. I want to pay you. And he's like, I'm retired. I don't need any money. I just, I like what you're doing. It's cool. And I'd love to help. See, like, like that's tapping into those. And then in addition, like, of course, I've done coaching after that. I've done, I've, and I've paid for tons of help in consulting sure, and advertising. Too. It's worth it to pay for the right things for advertising, right? For to, sure. Those services are worth it. But especially in the beginning, like I look at one of the things she told me was about how, how worth it it was to get yourself in a magazine, especially on the cover. And, you know, and at the time it was a lot of money to, to put myself in a magazine. But I did it because she told me to do it. Yeah. And it worked. Right. It was like, oh, why? Because she had, she had tried she it and it worked. Years. So you look at people... Again, in your community, who is it working for? Maybe take their advice. And so it's not just blind spending of marketing, but I guess if this person has had success and they tell me, like one of the things she said, go get podium, go get podium for your reviews. And it was so expensive. It was like 400 bucks a month. And then maybe do a contract and I had no money, but she told me that's what I needed to do. And guess what? I did it. And I think it's been fabulous. I mean, absolutely pivotal in my growth. So it's like, and again, I spent, I'm, I'm happy to try anything with marketing. I will try almost anything, track the results. And if it's working, we'll do more of it. Right. Um, but like, don't be afraid to try those things, especially ones that you can get, you know, referrals from, from people that have actually used it right. in your area. Then again, it's like, okay, would I spend $2,000 if it could get me, you know, a hundred clients? Yes, I right. would. Then I'm going to look at it that way, not just yeah. I don't have two thousand dollars to spend on marketing. Right. Yeah, it's true. What you know? Would I spend forty grand to get two hundred thousand dollars in business? Yeah, I would. Well, and that's also like I say, I love, I love, love, love in Connect how you do. Hey, your writers are fantastic. Your designers are fantastic. Um, but I love that there's the opportunity with your ads that you can look featured or you can be featured, and you can right. you know like things that give such an air of authority. Right. From the get-go. And again, I had no credibility as far as anybody around here knew they hadn't seen me in 20 years. I haven't lived at, I haven't lived in the city for 20 years. These right. people don't know me. You know what I mean? But to come in and all of a sudden I'm the featured person that the magazine is asking the question to, like right. that is 
a fantastic way to spend for in my industry money on advertising. Right. Like I would, I would have done that a thousand times over before I ran a single Facebook ad. Right. Was building my authority and credibility through things like print, which sometimes oh, print is old school. No, it's not. Guess what? We did almost exclusively for the first three years. Yeah. Print. Yeah. That, that's almost, like even have I ever paid for a Facebook ad? I might this year. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm now. I'm getting okay. I'm getting open to it, but like. Some of this stuff that you think wouldn't work is out of date, but like, I don't know what's actually working in your community. It might be stuff you're not thinking about. Well, what you should do is take the articles that we write for you. Yes. And then put those on Facebook as a paid, because then you're spreading your authority. Yes. And then it's, and then it's spreading and that, that's, that's the area. That's the direction that I want to go with. I've always been so afraid to market online, but. So here's, I think that's here's how they need to connect. Stat. I just did an, a blog post on this. Your average customer scrolls 305 feet of content every day. Oh, it's me. That's it's so the me. the height of the Statue of Liberty. So where are people's, where are people's attention at? It's on their phone. It's right there. So you've got to be there. We're there. Yeah. We do all of that too. Like we get people to read our magazines by advertising online. Right. Well, and it's like, and I can feel cause like, the marketing that I did at the beginning I was so impactful and effective that I can I can feel the sense and that I need to shift. Yeah. And it's scary. It is. You know, and not shift like abandon this, but like add. I need to add and expand into these other things. Yeah. And it's it, even for me, it's scary because because <gasps> I know that this was working, yeah. but like you gotta you gotta be a little brave. Layers. You know, you layers, layers, you know, and, and go out and do it and say, wait a minute, like how is this gonna help build? Yeah. Even though I'm a little afraid. Yeah. And you have to be wise and you have to think where is your who? Yeah. Where do they spend their time? You know, what do they look like? What's their demographic? But not only demographic, but what's their, what's important to them? Yes. What do they care about? And then you go there. That's why in the local community you did well, because you said, all right, we're going to be at the parade. These people in North Ogden care about the parade. What we're going to be in the magazine. We're going to do this. We're going to have this community event. Like you did that. So I totally forgot to bring up one of the cool projects that you and I are working on. This has been so fun. I know, so, right? Let's, let's, yeah, so we, we in, can talk for hours. In the last year, we, um, so uh, the way I remember it, and you'll have to tell me if it was different, but the way I remember it is we were friends, but more acquaintances. Yes. No. Hadn't ever really, we crossed paths a few times and you'd advertise. But, but was, I didn't really know you because I was going through yeah. a sales rep. I knew who you were mostly. Yeah, I think same. my sister knew who you were because you kind of lived by her, but that's right. kind of is the level of where yeah, you Jenny and I were much more friends yeah. than, than you and yeah. I. And uh, if you've watched the Jenny Taylor podcast, this is Jenny's yeah. sister. If you can't tell by the hair. That's right. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one, of, one of the most viewed uh, videos from her podcast was when she gets to the end, she was like, my husband died and all these other things. And I have bright red hair. And so many people commented on that. Like, that's a crack up when she says, I have bright red hair. Because oh we were just talking remember, about Remember, this is who I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. You'll remember. This is it. Yeah. But we ended up going to the same gym. And, you know, kind of getting to know each other a little more. Plus, my son joined your BNI group. Yeah, I love and so him. that helped, like... Kind of just... There's more connections, together, yeah. More and even then, like, we'd pass each other for, like, a minute at a time. Yeah. But it was still a connection to be like, oh, yeah, I now know you are Ryan. Right. You know, like, it's... Yeah. yeah. And so then one day at the gym, you're like, hey, I have an idea. And I was like, what's that? And you're like, I want to create a business alliance of business owners for North Ogden, North Ogden Pleasant View area. And all I know is I said, I'm in. Whatever you want to do, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. And that's probably a life-changing moment, Ryan, because... I was so excited and determined. I knew we wanted to do it. and I don't know how to do it. And I think if you'd been like, eh, I don't know, I'd probably be like, yeah, you're right. This We shouldn't do this. <laughs> but like the fact that you were like, I'm in, I was like, oh, if Ryan Speltz is in, 
then we can do it. Like really, like it gave me that confidence. Like I yeah. know in my heart that we need to do it, but like yeah. me, you yeah. know, but oh, but if Ryan's in, okay. Yeah. Then this, this See, we can I make this the real. Same way. Yeah. I was like, if Christy's doing it, I'm I know, right? It's like <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's how we all feel. We all like you're a little yeah. insecure about certain things, but it's like together, yeah. you know, we could build something, something awesome. super, super awesome. And it's going great. We're still figuring it out. Like, like you, you know, just yeah. like starting a business, you know, this isn't no, a business. No, and it's been a alliance, slow rollout because we're all so busy, but I'm, I'm, we should talk sometime just about the business alliance. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about what's going to be cooking and going on. And we're yeah. about to launch out yeah. campaigns. That'd be a fun, uh, another podcast. It'd be good, yeah, just on the mid-slides, yeah. yep. That'd mm -hmm. be cool. Like so. the why, and why, whether you're here or not, like why would something like that be valuable? Yeah. Where it's not, I mean, it's not, because my husband asked, wait a minute, there's this other guy, he's an accountant, do you want to let another accountant in? I was like, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah. This is not like a networking Everybody. group. This is an alliance of business owners. Like we right. want everybody. I don't care if you're my direct competitor, come be in the right. alliance with me. Like as right. business owners, we have a lot of power together. Uh-huh. It's funny, that's my blog post this week. Oh my gosh, I love it. Or this one that just came out. It's just you know, be friends with your competitors. Yeah, absolutely. Jade Ellis, do you know Jade from Hometown Values? Mm -mm. So we became friends over the last little bit. And I called her one day and I was like, hey, I want to, I don't have magazines in every city in Weber County, but you do. So I want to advertise with you with Roofmax. And she was like, really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it shocked her. And then she was like, well, I'm going to put this order in, but I think I'm going to put it in Kobe's name because everybody at my office knows who you are. I don't know if, <laughs> if we would put them all into shock if they saw Ryan oh Spelts gosh, on an God. order, you know, and I was like, yeah, whatever you want to do. I didn't care. Yeah. But then she changed her mind and everybody there was like, what a cool gesture of like, yeah. you know, friendship and like, yes, we're competitors, but I can respect what you're doing and I can even use your service for what is it like the, doing, the, so. the when the tide rises all the boats rise you know i don't know yeah, what that you know like tide lifts, all, lifts ships. all ships there yeah. you go but it's true like it's true. especially in our day and age like every markets are giant there's so much access to people all so over much. the place that it's like i've actually i, I love meeting competitors i love meeting because a lot of them turn into colleagues yeah you know we're actually like true because no matter what business you're in some people just won't like you right like that's just that's what it's okay. gonna be so yeah. there might be some people that just don't like me but they might like that person. Right. And we can at least share those clients. You right. know what I mean? Like there's so always going to be at least some level where we can collaborate. Yeah, I love that. That's a super cool approach to business. And that's what the Alliance has been about, which yeah. is really fun. So that'll be a fun project to keep developing. Yeah, it's going to grow. Like it's, it's, it's on its way. Now we got actually, we got actually involved to get some tasks done. It's going to be good. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you for coming on and what a cool podcast. I, I feel like this one was a lot. Thanks, Ryan. Was like, we we got to stop right now or we'll talk for another five hours. I know. So. Well, we'll just do it again. Yeah, there we go. Well, let's do it again. Let's, let's talk, we'll talk about business lines. That'd be good. That'd be so. awesome. Okay. Sounds okay. like a plan. Thanks. Thanks.